Hello and welcome to the Earthly Roots podcast where we chat all things gardening, homesteading and connecting to nature. We're your hosts Diane and Robin. The Earthly Roots podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome back to the Earthly Roots podcast. My name is Diane. And my name is Robin. And we are your co-hosts for today's episode or any other that you've been listening to. Um, And we're really excited to chat through today what we've been up to in our gardens, what we're planting, uh, all the things we've been up to, feeling a little bit overwhelmed from not doing too much on my end and probably overwhelmed from doing too much on Uh, your end. Yeah, probably. (laughs) But before we get into today's podcast episode, we just wanted to chat about the intro song that you would have heard coming into the episode yeah yeah so diane's partner samson part of diana samson was the one that uh wrote it and recorded it which is really cool and it's such a great song and i just wanted to put that out there to say thank you to samson for that song because it kind of yeah sets the tone of the podcast and um gives us some vibes to to listen to yeah i guess we don't take enough time to acknowledge sam for what he did but it really does set the vibe for the podcast and we might have to get him to record a version two of the song because Mm. he's been doing a lot of learning and practicing since uh adding some drums into the house should be fun (laughs) for you (laughs) so yeah thank you sam yeah it was awesome uh so if you have any like podcasting music or background music you know where to find it Mm, Mm -hmm. maybe stay tuned there could be more available soon (laughs) (laughs) yeah so let's jump right into today's episode Mm. um as i mentioned I feel like I haven't really done too much at my house. It's been slow going in the garden and on the homestead, uh, but I know you've been up to lots. So what's been happening in your garden and on your flower farm since yeah. we last chatted? Well, I don't think you give yourself enough credit though. I think you have been busy. I've been because sitting you, on the couch. But you also have a full-time job. Let's, let's well, part-time. You still do yeah. work. And I find coming into these cooler months, like our bodies do naturally want to slow down. Mm. And when, when we're not able to, like when we can't, you know, stop work or do things like that, then we suffer in other parts of our lives. And often like the garden is the first thing to go. Like it's not yeah. a priority, honestly. Um, but so, at the same time, things are coming to an end in the garden. Yeah. And I think, and I know that they're coming to an end and it's normal, but still mm. seeing that can be really disheartening. Like it makes mm. you not want to go out there. Mm. But yeah, it's not about me. It's about you. What are you <laughs> well, doing? It's about us. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, I have been busy, but also I, I, I have been slowing down a little bit mm. in terms of it's not even my choice whether to slow down. It's the plant's choice. Like they are slowing down and yeah. that brings with it other jobs that I don't necessarily want to do but if I don't do those jobs it puts me behind what kind of jobs so right now like the flowers and for those of you who don't know we kind of want to just like do a little bit of recap every time we talk because we know that it might be your first episode listening so if we do repeat ourselves yes welcome (laughs) if we do repeat ourselves um 
Yep, that's just for new people as well. So, yeah, I do run a small scale flower farm in my backyard. So it's a micro cut flower farm where I sell um, seasonal cut flowers that are all spray free, chemical free. And it's been a big learning curve this year to really understand how to run that, not just for like the peak time, but for the whole year kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Well, this is your yeah. first year. You exactly, say that yeah. it's been a learning curve this year, but really yeah. it's the first time you're getting to experience all of it. Exactly. It feels like longer because it's been longer planning it yeah. and getting all the beds together uh, rather than selling the flowers, which to me is like the easiest part of it yeah. is picking the flowers and bunching them up. That's the easiest part. Yeah. The hardest part is right now like managing that, in between season like the transition and it's the same with veggies as well Mm -hmm. where you just like you get to the point where you're like do I really want to pull that out because it's still producing food or flowers but I need to make space for other things yeah yeah and prioritize what you're going to be growing or dedicating more time to like as you said because as your energy dwindles and the flowers or the vegetables start to die off in the garden you only have so much energy so much daylight to Mm -hmm. dedicate to your garden and things in it so it makes sense to only have the high yielding things especially towards the end so what are some of the jobs or what were some of the first flowers that were like okay we're done (laughs) so for me like I'm lucky that I can usually have flowers all year round but they're not going to be amazing throughout the cooler months they slow down a lot and one of those is zinnias so Mm -hmm. they've definitely seemed to just become a little bit more disease ridden so they have things like powdery mildew fungal diseases just uh, you know black spots just so many things wrong with them right now yeah But the flowers still look really nice. I'm just not getting as much flowers as I was at the start of the season. You were getting so many. I was getting so many buckets, yeah. And they've really been a crop that has made me so much money Mm -hmm. from just $1 packet seeds, basically. Like they're such a great crop to grow for first-year flower farmers because they grow so easily, um, they're fast-growing, and you don't need to prep the soil a lot. They're annuals, so they do die off. Um, I, because we went overseas and then got sick with COVID and everything, it was just really hard for me to get in that mindset of succession sowing. So I'm now suffering now because of things that I didn't do a few months ago. Like you were doing so much. Like, yeah, I mean, every time I came over, you were sowing things and you have flowers growing. Yeah. I just didn't know how quickly or how like space they needed Mm. to be so when I came back and I started seeing flowers I was like awesome I'm gonna sow some more now but that was like a few months after I'd sown the first ones so I really needed to be doing more like fortnightly sowing um yeah or every yeah pretty much every two weeks is a great way to just manage that and keep on top of it yeah well we're definitely looking forward to doing a podcast episode in the future where we talk through some of the mistakes that we've done in our gardens (laughs) and on our homestead and um things that we've learned from them so we'll definitely Definitely. dig deeper into that and yeah 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 because it's all about learning and oh yeah mistakes are just something that like it just comes with the territory of gardening like you have to expect yeah mistakes in the garden and I'm not like upset about any of what's gone on in the garden it's just literally like oh I didn't I didn't know that yeah but now (laughs) that you do do. Mm -hmm. 
you can um, be planting more. But the thing exactly. is that now the season is coming to an end, so you can do that with the next lot of flowers. Yeah. Um, I am curious, what are you planting at the moment? Yeah, so I'm transitioning out of um, the zinnias. I'm doing like a trial crop of zinnias now, though. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just trialing them in a space that I don't think gets heavy frost or anything um, and just seeing how they go. And seedlings Over. or seeds? So I've planted – so I've, I raise all of my uh, seedlings. Mm-hmm. So I plant them in trays. I plant seeds in just like the – they're like nursery trays. Mm-hmm. And then um, I propagate them into either – their own separate pot or I just plant them straight out so I've planted some seedlings and um, so yeah I'm transitioning out of zinnias as my primary crop and all of the dahlias are coming to an end now Mm. so it gets to that point where again I was saying they're kind of looking a little sad and yes you can still harvest them or you can focus on letting the plant just go wild for a few weeks and then you can save the seeds from them. Oh, cool. So I'm thinking about doing that instead. It's just tricky with all of this like intermittent rain that we're having to yeah. save seeds. Do you have to yeah. like bag them up so mm-hmm. that they don't cross pollinate with each other? So like, I'm, I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, yeah I, I'm fine with like a mix just of whatever. Mm-hmm. Some will cross pollinate. A lot of heirloom varieties of flowers will be true to what they are. Same with veggies. Mm-hmm. With zinnias, I'm assuming a lot of them are going to just be like weird and wonderful, which is perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, it's how you can create your own varieties. Like it's literally how new varieties are made. It's just like, I don't know what the statistic is for zinnias. I think there's so many different types of genetics that can cross between them. Mm-hmm. Um, versus dahlias, which also have so many um, genetics that can cross um, pollinate. Um, Specifically with dahlias, I'm going to be saving a few seeds, but more so just letting them die back so that I can take the tubers out of the ground because that is then true to the flower. Okay. The seeds could be something completely different. Like fruit trees. Yeah. Like if you plant the seed of an apple, it's not Mm -hmm. necessarily going to be the apple that you expect it to be. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Mm. Yeah, it's so cool. So it's really just like luck. Yeah. All these beautiful dahlias that you see around are just like pure luck of – well, it's not just luck. It's like people knowing how to breed dahlias, but it is a bit of luck. Mm. It's always a surprise. So yeah. And yeah. for those that don't know, Robin does have a YouTube channel all dedicated to her flower farm, her journey. She's shared so many amazing videos. Um, I'm just going to plug you while we're here. <laughs> Thanks. And I think we do also have another podcast episode that we did last year when you were first starting out mm. your flower farm. I would love to revisit yeah. that and just hear how your confidence in yourself and your experience with the flower farm has changed from like that very initial beginning setting up stage to Mm. right now. I think it'd be cool to do another episode in the future. I'm just talking about all the future episodes today. (laughs) That's fine. Well, this is a good like chat of what we're doing, but Mm. yeah, other than that, it's just been sowing like snapdragons and stock and all of those cool season crops, which I'm excited for. Which yeah. you had a lot of those in your cottage garden, didn't you? Yeah. 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 So I tried a lot last year, just like randomly planting them around. And this year now is the first year that I'll grow them in like proper rows. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Fantastic. Um, as far as my end goes, uh, I'm mostly a vegetable farmer. I don't do it for <laughs> anyone else other than myself. So I'm not really a farmer. I'm just 
a garden grower. Exactly. Um, but yeah, for us, it's been mainly just cleaning up beds, mm. putting wood chips onto them again, revitalizing the soil with a bit of fertilizer, especially because we had a lot of tomatoes, cucumbers, pumpkins, and corn growing, and all of those vegetables just love nitrogen. Yeah, they're very so, hungry. Yeah, mm. so lots of beans and peas planted into all the beds and just resting as many as we can. We've actually been taking advantage of um, going into like Woolworths and especially going uh, at night time when everything's it shutting down. In it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we go into the store where there's people okay, okay. and um, at the end of the night is when they're unpacking everything. Yeah. So they have trolleys just full of cardboard boxes. Oh. And if you go up to like the the people and you're like, hey, can I take those boxes off your hands? They're like, what? Yeah, you're going to make it easier for me to not have to throw these away? Of course you can have them. So we've yeah, been doing that to try uh, mitigate all of the weeds mm. that we have growing at the moment. You should have seen how many weeds were oh, in my really? garden. It was like nothing but mm. weeds. Uh, well, that's just what happens at the end of summer, the grass, yeah. particularly if you've got grass around your garden, it just finds a way in. Which we do. And I mean, where we're growing our vegetable gardens used to all be grass before we had our pigs turn it. So mm. I think even just the process of moving wood chips around or turning the soil sometimes brings up those grass seeds and True. they germinate especially mm. in summer yeah. um so yeah that's been a lot of what we've been doing mm. and it's been cool we've been enlisting some of our friends to come over and help us out i mean you've helped out in the garden as well um i've taken advantage of my friend Anne as well i was like come over let's chat let's nice. catch up and like let's just weed the garden yeah <laughs> because this is something best. i need to do and I've been procrastinating it. So yeah. There's something I'm me. not great at is letting people into my garden. Yeah, also hard. because like, I don't know, I don't want them to feel out of place or like if they do something wrong, like, you know, with mm -hmm. you, the, with the cosmos, you were worried that. Yeah. And asking mm. questions the whole time. <laughs> do this load, this high? Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's stressful for the other person if it's not their garden and, yeah. you know. But yeah, giving them like man manageable jobs is, is good. Yeah. And we were both together, like just mm. pulling it. Like it was pretty obvious that that whole garden bed just needed to go. Mm -hmm. And she was good. She would still ask questions, but it just meant that we could, I don't know, get lost in our conversation um, the same way that if I got a film camera going, like I'm just chatting mm -hmm. to myself the whole time. But it was yeah. nice to have someone else to bounce off and, yeah, we just got it done. Mm -hmm. Went really fast. Yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, um, well we're, you were talking about YouTube before. I want to say that you do have a YouTube channel as well. Oh, we're just plugging each other. I well, love it. <laughs> you know, but another thing that we do, well, we yeah, we make YouTube videos mm -hmm. and that takes up a lot of time. So I was going to ask, like, how are you managing YouTube at the moment with yeah. feeling like this and, you know, like everything is kind of a little bit overwhelming. Mm -hmm. The garden is just transitioning. Are you, how are you feeling with YouTube as well? That's a really interesting question because I feel like I'm – I'm finding the YouTube side of things and filming, editing and that part of things a lot easier than actually managing mm -hmm. my garden at the moment. So even though I'm not necessarily feeling like I'm doing too much, when I start to sit down and then edit the videos of what I've filmed or what I've done, there is a lot going on. Like mm -hmm. I just think that it's so scattered when in the past – I would have like a whole day or several days dedicated to being nowhere else except my garden 
or like preserving everything that's coming out of the garden that now that that period of time is settling down and I'm only going out for like an hour or two um, bringing Sam along or having a friend over it Mm. feels like I'm not doing much because it's spread out but realistically if you bring it all together Mm. it is I guess still the same amount of time as a whole day dedicated yeah yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just in a really strange mood, I think, where I mm. feel like I'm not doing anything because I'm just comparing myself to what it's been like in the past or what it was like at the start of summer. And I know mm. it's autumn yep. and it's a change <laughs> of season and it's supposed to be slower. But yeah, my brain just hasn't kicked into that yet. Yeah, it, it does take a bit of time to fully get into gear with because yeah. your body naturally will like feel different around the cooler months and you want to do different things and it's probably not quite the time yet to be starting the fires and like having that to be excited about this week though yes that's fun it was not cold enough (laughs) though so So we ended up having the fire so sam started the fire and i was so excited and then five minutes later i fell asleep oh no (laughs) because it was was way too warm yeah wow (laughs) so that didn't last long for me (laughs) there'll be some more soon yeah i hope so Mm. um but speaking of autumn time one thing that i know that i have been doing and i'm sure you have as well because you mentioned it just a moment ago is planting things into the garden so Mm -hmm. we've officially made that transition from summer to autumn it's definitely cooler there's more rainy well not rainy days but just misty mornings drizzly yeah yeah and so with all that kind of weather like one Mm. you have plants that suffer from mildew Mm -hmm. but then you also have other plants that really thrive in those conditions and are starting to like hibernate in the cold weather ready to come up come springtime so let's kind of chat through some Mm -hmm. of the things we've been planting the last two weeks i think the last podcast episode we had we went over all the things we were planning to plant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of them we, um, yeah, well, we talked about what we're doing in the garden for autumn, like autumn garden tasks, yeah. and then what to, what we're planting right now. Yeah, so maybe yeah. we can talk about exactly what's been going into the ground, yep. um, especially because I have a lot of flowers thanks to you. You've inspired me to buy so many flowers. I think I bought way too many. I went a little <laughs> bit crazy. It's easy to do that. Yeah, and now I'm like, where do I put them all? Yeah. So I'm going to be donating them to you, I'm sure. (laughs) But um, I I guess I want to know like exactly what you're planting. I think it's just natural as a gardener to want to stick your beak into someone else's garden and what's going in. Mm. Um, And now that it's April, one of the things that's gone into my garden is Mm. garlic. Yay. (laughs) Finally. My favorite thing to grow. Yeah. You grow really great garlic oh, like you must have good soil for it maybe yeah. or it's the only thing that because i'm not bothering it as often as all the other plants it just has time to thrive mm. uh, but i'm really excited for garlic because with garlic we grow um hard necked garlic mm-hmm. and so with that you get the um what is it called garlic scapes yes yeah. which makes the best pesto mm-hmm. i made a pesto from it and it was like game changing how delicious it was i'm mouth watering just yeah. thinking about it again yeah, it's so good <laughs> yeah well i'm actually not planting garlic and you're not i know <gasps> oh coral oh my god are you well, okay I'm, I'm gonna rely on maybe you for the garlic <gasps> <Sure. harvest. laughs> that's fine <laughs> you'll have enough um <laughs> 
Look, I would love to. I would yeah. love to plant so many things, but I'm really am trying to focus on the flower farm. And yeah. I was getting to the point where I was just constantly feeling guilty about food and flowers and not having the space for both of them. Yeah. Um, which I could make. I could make more space, but... But then you have to yeah. dedicate the time to looking after that. Exactly. And I mean, you're busy. Yeah. Well, I, I found with the food that I was growing, and don't get me wrong, like I love growing food. I will always grow fresh food yeah. in my garden. It's how I started gardening. It's how I fell in love with it. I will always do that. But I, And I spoke in a YouTube video a while ago that I'm kind of changing the way I grow, which is really just focusing on a few things at once, mm-hmm. but doing it really well. And that... It, it seems so just like obvious, but I don't function like that. Like yeah. I get so excited and so, so many different types of seeds and I just get like seed happy when I am playing <laughs> with all of them and shopping and then I end up planting them and they die. Yeah. And I know that's my personality to do that. Like I love trialing new varieties, but I'm really trying to just focus on a few things to plant, mm-hmm. things that I know like I can go up, to the kitchen right now and I I know that I've got them in the fridge like I use them on a day-to-day basis Uh, so I really want to try grow those things Mm -hmm. this year yeah Yeah. what kinds of things are those so I know that I can grow broccoli really well here like we've got really great soil for broccoli it doesn't mind a little bit more on the acidic side Mm -hmm. so we have uh like slightly acidic soils and really great um organic matter and clay Mm -hmm broccoli and a lot of brassicas like clay soil they like to be kind of like firmly set in the ground I find I think because they like they have a pretty big stalk when they grow so they need that support uh, in the ground so broccoli um, cabbages is another one that makes so much sense with the broccoli because the first Mm. year that I ever grew broccoli I put it into a bed after having corn and pumpkin in it and so Mm -hmm. the soil was really compact from having those veggies Mm. and the broccoli was the only thing out of all the seeds that I planted that actually Mm. thrived so that's so interesting yeah yeah Yeah, I've heard when you plant it if you do have more clay soils you can just like tamp it down a little bit Mm. around the seedling and it actually seems to like that um yeah I don't know if that's like the truth or not but I've just seen a few people do it from experience that's what's worked Yeah. yeah So I'll be growing a lot of that. I know broccoli and cabbage grow really well. Um, and that's also what my ulpa grew a lot of. So it's I'm growing in like his veggie garden area where he used to have a veggie garden. So special. Yeah. So it's nice to be able to do that. And uh, I'm just like applying common sense with it. Like I know they grow well, so I'm going to grow them. Yeah. As well as um, I really want to try growing like a, like a row or half a row of carrots. Yeah. Just because we eat so many um, and I just love the taste of homegrown carrots. They're just something There's else. nothing better, mm. especially in stock as well. Like the flavor, mm-hmm. the richness that it gives a stock is just incredible. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you can use the greens as well if mm-hmm. they don't have bugs and stuff on them. But I don't love the flavor of them though. They're, they're a bit like licorice Yeah. You can use like a few in stock and stuff to flavor yeah. it. But um, yeah. So carrots and then we, I, I'm also growing a lot of onions again. Mm-hmm. So we're still working on the onions from last year so that was amazing that we had them stored pretty much like we I planted them around this time last year yeah so that was really great so we won't have onions for a little bit in between um but I I found brown onions did way better for us Mm -hmm. I think they um 
Same with us. Yeah. The red onions hardly came up. I think yeah. I'm finding a few like stragglers that mm. somehow survived. But it's interesting like why small... they do that. Like yeah. I find a lot of the red varieties of veggies, sometimes the germination rate's a little less. Yeah. I wonder mm. if maybe perhaps in different climates they do better. Mm. So maybe just around the subtropical area or closer to a temperate spot. Yeah. It just doesn't do as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and that's about it. Other than that, just lots of silver beets as well. Those are things you're focusing on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Silver beets, the other thing that I forgot. Um, lettuce. I'm not going to be growing a lot of lettuce. No. I, I found I did that last year, and we didn't eat a lot of it over yeah. winter. It's like a salad vegetable, isn't it? So like, yeah. you don't really want salad when it's cold. You want like roast veggies yeah, exactly. and like greens. Yeah. Like not salad. Like not yeah. lettuce greens. Like spinach, like spinach greens. greens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm going to be focusing on and just toning it down with everything else. Like yeah. last year I grew like kohlrabi and all these different types of like cauliflower and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but not doing that this year. Yeah, not a fan. I'm actually yeah. really looking forward to having kohlrabi in the garden this year because I tried it, it in delicious. your garden mm. um, that first time and then I planted it into my garden over summertime and it did okay, mm. which was the first time that we ate it in a stir fry at home and it was delicious. So, so nice. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely exchange some. Um, maybe I'll I'll yeah. steal a cabbage from you one day, and that you can have good. some garlic and some other veggies too. But yeah, yeah. Uh, we're also planting potatoes at the moment. Mm-hmm. So potatoes, do, you, do they? Because I was thinking of it, but yeah. do they grow well over winter? They do for us. Okay. So for us, they actually do better in winter time than they do in the summertime. Okay. In the summertime, they get affected by, I'm not sure what the bug is called, but it leaves like these little red um, seed almost looking eggs. Okay. And then the potato, I think it's a potato bug, will mm. go and like eat holes in your potatoes. So okay. Over summertime, it doesn't work well for us. While over autumn time, like this time last year, and this is why I love having a YouTube channel, mm. is because I get to remember exactly what I grew when and see how it went because I have videos that I'm then mm. able to connect to and remember better with. But we grew potatoes at the same time as garlic last year. I actually dug in my potatoes really deep into the soil, covered them up, and then planted the garlic around them. Uh, which I didn't do this year. I'm just doing the potatoes in one bed and garlic in the other. Um, But yeah, they grew amazing. Nice. They were massive. You and I actually harvested the potatoes from that. Okay, there were some of them. Nice. Okay. Well, yeah, I do have some organic potatoes upstairs that I'm saving. Put them in the ground. I'll trial them and see how they go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Another thing we're planting, so kohlrabi, same as you, broccoli, cabbage. I'm going to try cabbage. It's never grown for me, Mm. Um, but hopefully I have enough beds this year for it. Mm. I'm planting lots of peas. Okay. So peas and flowers is something that I'm planting around everything else that I'm growing. So I'll have garlic, potatoes, broccoli, carrots, and greens everywhere. And then in all the like empty little spots, I'll have like bits of flowers um, just to add color and to help the pollinators. But then peas like on every trellis this year. Yeah, nice. And they've they've started to come up. So I'm really excited. Nice. And do you, because you more direct sow your seeds, don't you? Yeah. Why do you do that? I mean, I do with vegetables because they are a lot larger Mm -hmm. and a lot of the time, um, it's easier for me. I can go out there with the seeds that I know are in season. I'll put them straight into the ground and then I'm checking on them 
on a regular basis. While I notice if I try to sow into trays, I just forget about them Mm -hmm. or like I'll water them for a few days and then they'll just dry off or like the chickens will get into it or the dogs will get into it or something goes wrong. Um, But I am planting on with my broccoli and with my flower seeds, especially Mm -hmm. because you showed me just how small the little flower seedlings are. Um, And I find that all of the flowers that I've tried to direct so very lazily into Mm -hmm. my gardens, Mm -hmm. the chickens just scratch up and it, Mm -hmm. it just gets ruined. Um, So yeah, I'll be putting those into seed trays whenever I get the chance to do that. I've been procrastinating Mm -hmm. it, I'll be honest, Mm -hmm. but, and once they're a bit bigger, I'll transplant them out. Yeah. Yes. And are you planting any spring bulbs? I have already planted my spring bulbs, actually. So I went through it just the other week, grabbed them all out. Um, I had them stored over from last year and (laughs) most of them survived. I haven't found any that haven't. And yeah, just planted them all over. Yeah, cool. What what ones have you planted? I I have a lot of irises, ranunculus. Um, daffodils, janquils, which are the which now I know are the little white flowers because um, you have a little pack and mm-hmm. I'm going excited because yeah. they were my favorite. Yeah, they're so nice. Um, I think it was really strange. So when I pulled out my bulbs, it didn't seem like I had a lot of um, tulips. Okay. I feel like I only had like two or three, and I had yeah. a lot more tulips in my garden last year. Hmm. So whether they rotted away or I just didn't hmm. dig them up, it'll be interesting to see what comes yeah. up in yeah. springtime. Yeah, I don't usually dig. Well, I didn't actually save any from last year. No? Laziness. But <laughs> well, where did they also, all go? Um, well, I pulled them out because I needed so the space. Them. But then I composted them. Oh, <laughs> This like, is where a, did they go? <laughs> this is the ranunculus. This is like the hundred and something oh, that I yes. had. Um, but they didn't quite bulb up the way that you had thought they would. No. And with flowers, like this is, again, something I have to make the decision of from a business point. Mm. Like, do I want to spend all of that time being fiddly with them, take them taking up space in the garage to dry and then storing them or I can just buy some more and I know I'll make the money and more off them yeah. rather than saving them. So, yeah, that's yeah. that's what I the did. The sacrifice <laughs> you had to make. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so yeah. interesting to observe it from those different perspectives of because, you know, I grow flowers just because I'm like, oh, why not? Like, mm. we'll just trial it out and see what happens. The bees may or may not like it while you are doing it for a business and you are being much more thoughtful about it. So it's really interesting to compare mm. those perspectives. I like it. Which yeah. I'm just my eye has been caught by these pumpkins <laughs> that we didn't even mention <laughs> today. Yeah. And I it is wrecking my brain. Like, I cannot remember the variety. Uh, they're from Little orange. they're like no. something nugget I think oh, they're from um one of my friends golden farms nugget? it could be golden nugget that sounds like it a sounds familiar, familiar. Yeah. yeah um brand <laughs> <laughs> type of pumpkin yeah oh they're gosh. from like a my friend's organic farm and uh yeah she has a lot so I was gonna like I can imagine these out. being really beautiful in like a flower arrangement or something like that's what I was gonna do so I was gonna like. More. Um, if you're listening, we've got some little pumpkins in front of oh, us yes. as well. <laughs> They're bright orange, kind of like you can fit them in your hand. They're so cute. Um, yeah. It's like the pumpkin of your dreams. Yeah, they're very cute. I, I don't want to like cut them out, but what I'm going to do is chop the tops off 
and then carve them out a little bit and then stick in dried flowers oh, and just see what that looks like. I think I must be hungry because really? I thought you were going to say you're going to stuff them with something and then roast them. <laughs> well, you can. I mean, yeah. that I think they're quite delicious, yeah. but I've never tried them before. But I just see in America and like we're not big here on autumnal like mm. decorations and stuff like that, no. which – I'm a little sad about because I I love that kind of thing. I love feeling festive and it's not about, it's not so much about feeling festive. It's more like embracing the seasonal change and having that around you. So you're constantly like, oh, you see that and it's autumn and you feel a certain way. It's like the nostalgia that Mm -hmm. like I love in the cooler seasons and then coming into summer, it's just like crazy busy flowers, everything. Yeah. So I don't know. I wanted to see what they looked like with dried flowers in them because I know pumpkin arrangements are super popular yeah. in the US and see what happens here. People are going to be like, what are you doing? Stopping no, bring it back. Pumpkins. Like bring the traditions here to yeah. Australia as well and create them into our own. I think that would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I love this because it, it does signify that change in season. Like yeah. autumn is pumpkin season as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned with. So if you guys watching the YouTube video like this little table arrangement, maybe mm. we can um, turn it into a thing. Like yeah, I think change over what's there depending <laughs> yeah. on the season or how we're feeling or what's happening. Exactly. Maybe like a clue into what's happening. This yep. Or something we'll <laughs> chat about at some point in the episode. Exactly. We'll make it fun for you. And for everyone listening, we'll describe it as yeah, well. Yes, as best as so, we can if we remember. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. Um, you could even like carve them as you said and have like a little tea light candle in there. Yeah, that's another good so idea. Cute. Yeah. Post some like drill some holes around it. Yeah. Oh. Do pumpkin carving. My yeah. pumpkins are growing at the moment actually in the garden and hmm. there's a few really strange ones that I'm kind of looking at them being like, Are you a zucchini, a pumpkin, yeah. a Kent pumpkin, a watermelon? Are you a cross of all those <laughs> things? Like what are yeah. you? We had you saw last time when you came, I had those funky massive. pumpkins. So we harvested them and they are something. Like they are just massive. Yeah. They're like a butternut, but the colours of a Kent yeah. pumpkin. Is I think it's Kent. I, green? I, like Or orange. Like orangey a, green. Yeah. The kind of stripey mm-hmm. ones. It looks really weird. But um, yeah, we're going to have pumpkin soup for a long time, which I'm very happy yeah, about. Yeah, that you will be. <laughs> yeah. You could also make pumpkin gnocchi. Nice. That's been something yeah, I've been wanting to try trial that. out. Or like ravioli yeah. as well. Yeah, yum. You know what? Actually, next time that we're recording the podcast down my way, let's make pasta. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, because every time yeah. I make it by myself, I'm sorry, I'm going well on a tangent. <laughs> I think we're hungry. We're going to go out to dinner after this. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I've been giggling the whole time. I've been talking about food the whole time. There's something going on, but sorry. But this is what's been happening. I've been yeah. trying to make pasta and making it by yourself is really tedious. But yeah. making it with someone else is really fun and we can make use yeah. of the pumpkins. Yeah, we have lots of sage in the garden as well. Sage and pumpkin and pasta is just perfect. Which I had sage, which I cooked a pasta dish for us, I think, last time, and I used my sage, but it was white sage. Okay. And the flavor was weird. Yeah. I don't know if you can remember that or yeah, if you're being I mean, polite. I, no, like it was I li- very nice. It was, it, I found it nice. <laughs> I don't think it was the sage so much, maybe some other spices, but. No, I only I put it sage fine. into it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was white <laughs> sage, which I think you're supposed to actually um, burn. Oh, okay. As like so it's like to um, purify the to room. To cleanse it. So were we supposed we to see it? <laughs> I don't 
don't know. Oh, well. I'm experimenting. We're fine from it. <laughs> this is, it goes right back to, we loop back to the start of this episode where we make mistakes. We exactly. trial things out and that's okay. Yeah. Another thing that I did want to touch on before we ended this episode was just that uh, now is a really great time to plant some native plants in mm. the garden. So I've been planting a lot of, like down the very back of our property, we have just this area and it's kind of like there's a few larger trees around. So uh, there's like trees that just drop their branches and things like that mm -hmm. and I just wanted to create like a little bit of a biodiversity haven down there so I have all of these native plants that I want to just fill like ideally it's going to be like a fairy woodland forest I love it in like 20 years which I don't know if I'll be able to see it by then but oh, you might you know I don't know whether we'll still be around this area but I want to plant them and I have like a little bit of a plan and I've been planting things that are all um, or majority native to this area mm -hmm. and I find that they're actually doing really well and um, it's a great time to plant because the plants are not going to undergo that shock that they would when they have that really harsh sun mm -hmm. um, so a lot of the rainforest plants if you have uh, any kind of plants that like rainforest or like um, just a little bit more damp environments now's a really great time to plant them and you want to do that now because the plants can still grow their roots and have good growth before it does get really, really cold. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think you've mentioned in the past as well that growing it over winter time because the grass pressure is a lot lower, mm -hmm. um, your young plants aren't competing yeah. with all the other plants that could be around them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm really excited to – my favourite ones are the uh, bleeding heart trees. They're Ooh. just absolutely beautiful. And if you're on the south coast of New South Wales, all the way up pretty much to like north of Sydney, they grow really well around this area. What and a they devastating just, name. I know, but it's – I don't even – I'm trying to think why they're called that, but I think it's just because the new growth and some of the growth, it grows like a reddish colour. Oh, yeah. So, but it's absolutely beautiful. They produce such like a dappled light with their canopy. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the vibe that I'm going for. And um, some other native plants, like I did plant a Davidson plum mm -hmm. the other, well, I planted it a few months ago when I shouldn't have. I really should have planted it now so that it could just get established and not have to like compete with the mm -hmm. sun. You just want to plant your plants when they're not going to be stressed. <laughs> but yeah, there's so many different beautiful plants like um, I've planted like a big coda tree, which is uh, a local deciduous tree. Mm -hmm. We actually do have some deciduous plants in Australia that oh. are native. They don't always fully drop their leaves, um, but it can be kind of more a seasonal thing. Uh, they, they don't go the full like colours is mm. what I mean. Um, and then I'm just trying to plant other ones like acacias that I know grow really well. It's really great to have those pioneer plants mm -hmm. in this area and they're great to plant now. Like if you have lots of acacias around or kangaroo, apple. Um, oh, I would love to get my hands on that. That would yeah, be good. If yeah. If I ever have some seeds, I'll definitely pass them along. But um, yeah, there's just so many great natives to plant like now. All your grevilleas, bottle brush, like you can get them in the ground now. 
And um, that is if you, you don't already have threat of frost if you're in like really cold areas. Yeah. yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to, I, I'll be honest, I've kind of neglected my native food forest because it's right at the back of the property and our attention mm. has been on so many other things, including building the bus and yeah, well, all the we things. we didn't even touch on. That's but, right. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll do another episode on that. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. a whole other topic. Yeah. But um, I'm really looking forward to now that it's cooling down, like getting down there and really giving it some love seeing what has kind of thrived with neglect and what hasn't um and just giving it a tidy up so looking forward to yeah building it out more trying to plant some more ground covers down there which i've had i've had ground cover seeds like creeping salt bush and um a few others like uh Warrigal greens Mm, so i've had those just like sitting waiting to be planted into the ground Mm -hmm. and so i think i'm i just (laughs) Please encourage me. (laughs) There's a lot going on. It's totally fine. So if you're also feeling overwhelmed, like it's completely normal and we're feeling a little bit like that as well. Yeah. But just take it easy. One thing at a time, you know, just like put it down to manageable tasks. Like if you only have 20 minutes, you only have 20 minutes, but that's 20 minutes that you've gone in the garden and you've actually done something. So just be proud of that. Maybe like even take a photo or document it in some Mm -hmm. way so that when it comes to the end of the week and you're exhausted and sitting on the couch doing nothing like I have been finding myself a lot (laughs) of the time, just be like, oh yeah, actually I did do those things and I did check off those to-do list items and I haven't done nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause I planted a lot this week. Mm. I I just, I forget. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's it's easy to do that when it's on when sometimes it's just yourself in the garden as well. Yeah. Um, when there's no people around to chat to about it, it does feel overwhelming and the time does go slow. Yeah, yeah. it does. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. We push on. Um, I'm still excited for autumn time and the cool yeah. weather, having fires again soon and cool crops. Oh, I can't wait till the broccoli comes up and the carrots start being pulled up and the onions and the garlic and all the things. So yeah, it's going to be a fun season. Yeah, definitely. So we'd love to hear what you're planting right now. And like, I feel like we do chat a little bit about this in most episodes, like Mm -hmm. what we're planting and what to grow. Because we're always planting. Because we are. (laughs) Yeah. And a lot of it does span over like weeks or months. There's not just one time in the year or one day or week when you should be planting something Mm -hmm. where, you know, when we say we're planting broccoli, that means like for the next two months, we'll be planting broccoli. So Mm -hmm. don't feel like you need to go out and do that right now. Yeah. Just have like a, you know, a list of seeds. That's what I always do. I always have a box. So just grab some seeds, whatever you can manage and um, just yeah, plant them in the ground. Like you just don't have to make it too overwhelming um, or so like all of the seeds in the box at one time. Yeah, this isn't summer. Exactly. It's not get it in as quick as you can so that mm-hmm. it doesn't run out of time. Like these crops do take a lot longer to do their thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and some of them actually do better in the cool weather. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as it really cools down and it's winter time, like your lettuce and your brassicas are just going to thrive because they're not being yeah. burnt by the sun. They're not having soil dried out around them quite yeah. as quickly as summer. And, and the cabbage moth. The cabbage moth. I know. If you're also, if you're still in like the subtropics and warm areas, you might want to net your seedlings. That's what uh, I'm going to have yeah. to do. But yeah. I remember netting them last time. I ended up like enclosing the cabbage moths in there and they mm, like prop propagated no they just <laughs> <laughs> multiply it yeah, works no, the same way yeah. right 
<laughs> don't trap them in there, but um, don't worry if you do anyway. Mistakes yeah. are made. That's right. Looking we love forward mistakes. to that mistakes episode. It's gonna, I know it's going to be gonna have full. So much to chat about. It's probably yeah. going to have to be like a 10 hour episode. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> we'll start Get in the morning, finish at night. Exactly. <laughs> All right. And with that, um, if you didn't know, we do have a Instagram page uh, under the same name, Earthly Roots, yep. where we post uh, behind the scenes. We've had a few technical difficulties, so I've found it hard posting it there. But we do have like photos that we take and we start mm. conversations with you guys. So if ever you have a question or you want a topic explored, like that is the place to find us um, because we're there almost every day. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'd love to hear if you've got any ideas for topics. Like we, we do have like a running list, but our goal is to chat about things that are relevant and relatable so let us know yeah and I've also loved seeing we have so many five-star reviews from you guys our listeners on Spotify and also on Apple Podcasts so thank you to uh, thank you so much to those that have taken the time to do that it really does mean a lot and it helps to push out the podcast to more people grow Mm -hmm. the community get more people involved in the conversations which just benefits all of us yeah definitely yeah we're very new to podcasting and like how Mm -hmm. to share it out there because with youtube there's like a youtube algorithm but i have no idea like who Who listens to these podcasts and how to get it out there but we would love to share more of like a southern hemisphere view of what's going on in the gardens right now yeah yeah i love that yeah we also have a buy me a coffee page if you would like to support us financially Mm -hmm. um it's just a few dollars and helps us pay for the cups of tea that we go through yes. to have the energy to do these podcasts. I was going to say, we may or may not have a video up there soon of all the yeah. outtakes just from this episode. Yeah, it's a bit much. This was a bit of a giggly kind of episode. Yeah, I think we're also just a bit hungry as well. And yeah. we got very sidetracked every time we were talking about growing food and recipes. And pumpkins. And pumpkins. So, yeah. <laughs> so that will be a fun one to listen to, whether we put it up or not. we'll do something like that you'll have to check it out to find out yeah awesome well thank you so much for listening and watching to this episode yes and we'll see you or you'll hear from us again soon (laughs) thanks Bye. bye